Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. We are going to be talking about Pluto today and Pluto changing signs. So we call it in astrological terms, Pluto is ingress. He's moving into Aquarius and is moving into Aquarius after 15 years in Capricorn. And because, of course, Pluto is one of the slowest moving planets or rather it's the furthest out So it takes 246 years to go around the whole zodiac. So when you consider that 15 years isn't really that long to spend in one sign, even though we were shocked at at Mars spending seven months in Gemini or still still there or just about to leave. So. Um, With Pluto spending 15 years in Capricorn, we know he's moving into Aquarius and he's going to spend 20 years in Aquarius. So this changing of signs for Pluto from Capricorn to Aquarius, whenever Pluto changes signs, he spends quite a lot of time going retrograde, moving forward, moving backwards, moving forwards. So it's not a clear move into the next sign. He often goes forward, sits there, comes back. So we have this kind of evolution and he is planetary evolution, evolve or die as he moves forward through the signs and changes signs. But I think this is quite a unique uh, point where he moves and changes signs this time around and I'll explain this. So of course The anoretic degree, the 29 degree is the crisis point. It's that I have to do something now. This is my last chance. And of course, then the the zero point on the next degree over in the new sign is like, right, here we come. We're ready and waiting. Bring it on. What's going to happen now? So it's like the big doorway into the next sign. So things are really going to happen when you shift from the 29 to the zero or the zero and back again. And Pluto right now has been spending five weeks at 29 degrees. Um, So he is bringing about crises. We've had a lot of crises in the headlines from blown up pipelines to fires to all sorts of dramatic things happening with 29 degrees Pluto. However, that that's not all because Pluto doesn't fully leave Capricorn until November 2024. So we've got another 18 months of Pluto going backwards and forwards. And when he leaves in November 2024, when he leaves Capricorn, then he will have spent 29 degrees. He will have retrograded back to Capricorn 29 degrees and spent 11 weeks sitting on that anoretic degree. So if you think this is crazy stuff now, we have so much more crazy stuff to happen. So much more forced crisis to happen in the in the Capricorn themes of big business, big oil, global politics, heavy hitters and the hierarchy and structures that we live amongst. So with Capricorn in charge of the global institutions and the global structures or any really big overriding authoritative structure, and whether that's in business or ancestral, such as like in the monarchy, any kind of leadership position where they have a hierarchy. So it's global politics, you know, nationwide politics, global medical concerns, global finance, military 
and commerce, big oil, big pharma, big industrial farming, those huge complexes that, you know, just can't be done by one person alone. They're really much bigger than us. And that's Capricorn's area. And with Pluto here for 15 years, he's asking us to evolve or die, to keep going, to, to, to shift the power because he brings such power with him. It's beyond our personal remit and that we can't fathom at first. So when this power comes along, it's beyond us, but we have to get to grips with it and understand it. But also he is the power that corrupts. Pluto is in charge of the toxins and the poisons. So these things are going to come out. So there is a certain amount of self-sabotage within these institutions, within Capricorn, with Pluto in Capricorn. And of course, the key thing that's happening in our recent times is that Pluto has come back to the American natal Pluto return. So we've come back to where Pluto was 246 years ago when America divided from the UK, from Great Britain. And that was at, Pluto was then at 27 degrees, 33 minutes. And so we've had that Pluto return. He's not coming back to exact that point. Although in October, he comes back to 27, 56 minutes. So it's within a degree. So yes, he is coming back. So we are getting more evolution, revolution to come out of big business. And because, as I've said before, America is you know, the big Western economy or has been for quite a long time. <laughs> now is the time to evolve or die. This 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 is going to be um, shifting the whole of the West, not just America. All of our Western world is going to take a huge shift now. So, of course, having Pluto in Capricorn for your birth date um, so that would only be people born 246 years ago, which would just be the countries or for people born in the last 15 years where they are here to create something new. But with the American Pluto return, you know, Pluto being in Capricorn when America was born, you know, it's there that America's been able to create mega wealth massive global institutions to be the ruler of the West and to control and have huge global elites. And this was happening when Pluto was last in Capricorn, 1762 to 1778. And you realise the power shifts that Pluto will create because there was America as part of of the UK, part of Great Britain and paying taxes to King George III. And at the time, you know, in the UK, the UK were experiencing or were the start of the Industrial Revolution. So that's no mean feat. You know, the Great Britain was the head of the empire at that point and then creating the Industrial Revolution, the beginning of the, the start of the Industrial Revolution. And of course, we're in the fourth Industrial Revolution now. But if you think how powerful Great Britain was then with with this going on and then america breaks free from the uk from king george iii decide we're not going to pay any taxes to you anymore that's it this is the pluto power shift from one huge economy to another so you can see how it would have been created and how therefore it's enabled america to become this huge economy and um, power force in the world America wasn't just leaving a small other country or dividing in half. America was leaving the most powerful nation in the world on so many levels. An empire was leaving an empire. 
And that empire going through the start of the Industrial Revolution, when things were all before made by hand by skilled artisan workmen who weren't paid anything at all. And so they went from handmade goods and products to machine made. And there was huge tech and architectural advancements. And, you know, you see Capricorn with these huge, big institutional buildings. That's so Capricorn. And that's what started to happen, you know, with with um, Kingdom Islamabad Brunel and those huge iron structures, you know, that, that have been built within the Industrial Revolution. This was like huge material advancement. And if you kind of that it was likened, this industrial revolution that I'm talking about then was likened to the uh, adoption of farming and agriculture to humanity way back, way back to when that that was a huge advancement for humanity then. And to this shifting to machine made, to manifesting, to creating wealth by this, via creating wealth by the hierarchy and also by the ease of creating things by machine, this is um, the, the next huge advancement for humanity. And of course, I'm talking about material advancement and how they would manifest things by producing them and the buildings, the structures, the wealth that that created because of the hierarchy, the person at the top, would, who the owner would get made. The manufacturer went on to industrial scale that we've never seen before. And of course, when you think about the material and the manifest in Capricorn, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and Saturn is the manifester, the master manifester. So to recap, the last time Pluto was in Capricorn, there was one was the massive industrial revolution where we changed the whole working world and we changed the whole built world as well and had huge advancements. Um, we completely evolved out of the handmade into manufacturing and man and, and machine made. And also the last time Pluto was in Capricorn, it was America's birthday where America, this huge economy broke away from Great Britain, which was the empire, the empire. So you can see these huge shifts in the big subjects that Capricorn is. And it's funny, I just saw this post on um, Facebook the other day where it said, um, you know, there's only... So Pluto in Capricorn, it said there's really where the world is run by secret societies. And Dolores Cannon, famous psychic, um, says and channeler, she went a couple of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them. So she kind of owned up because she's obviously always or always is tuning in and getting in sort of um, information about how we are going to advance what's coming up and and what's, you know, lies beneath. So she goes, yeah, there's um, two two of them actually and um, then someone after that says that's Vanguard and Blackrock and really if you look into it they're not so secret but yeah there must be something behind that as well so there's two companies that are um, kind of making all the money out of everyone else's misfortune at the top of the hierarchy it's like so high up we can't even see it really it goes beyond them as well so that's the Capricorn idea of up the mountain. The goat is up the mountain, the Capricorn goat, and um, really creating huge wealth there. And so I looked right back when when Capricorn or when Pluto was in Capricorn before. And that will go right back to the Tudor dynasty. And the Tudor dynasty, well, it really happened with the, the most famous Tudor was Henry VIII. And he really characterized the 
the Tudor, Tudor dynasty. And really, it started when Pluto was in Sagittarius. And you can see, you know, he was the most extravagant spender. You know, he had, he was huge and he was into excess. And he really had this idea of Great Britain as glory and the pride and the um, advancements and, um, you know, the way he chose to be quite excessive. Um, it's There's a Leo stuff going on there, but there's also, it's the excess of Sagittarius. And when he was born or came into power, there was, no, when he was born, um, Pluto was in Sagittarius conjunct Jupiter. So there was, that, that excess was huge. And with this whole Sagittarian idea, you know, he comes in with real, um, feels like he's aligned with King Arthur and all those Arthurian legends of heroine. And he kind of wanted to be hero worshipped himself. And that's totally, you know, the idea of the Sagittarius wanting to take things to a higher level for a higher meaning. And that's when he comes in. And, and he creates this court where you know, that that he can, they have political um, sessions via the jousting arena. And, you know, it's all quite playful and fun, but really it's kind of, there's all these under, you know, um, kind of power shifts going on within that. It's so Pluto in Sag. So it's strange that this goes on with Pluto in Sag. And then finally, kind of, Henry kind of gets bored with really dealing with the politics and he appoints Thomas Wolsey and he becomes the Lord Chancellor in 1515. And that's really when Pluto moves into Capricorn. And, you know, so it's suddenly gone from all, yes, it's all jousting, fun and tributes and hero worship and going to excess and, um, you know, banquets and things. And then it turns into Capricorn where he appoints quite sinister, hugely powerful, politically astute and super clever um, Thomas Wolsey. It's so Capricorn. So this is the Pluto moving into Capricorn in the Tudor times. And he really builds, Henry really builds a power base around him of politically astute people. He goes from Thomas Wolsey, Thomas More, Thomas Cromwell and Thomas Cranmer. And they were all around him doing his bidding. But really, um, you know, there was a, 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 a play of power between the king and these people. And in the middle of Pluto in Capricorn, we suddenly get the field of gold, the field of the cloth of gold, which was when King Henry VIII visited Calais and France and met with the King of France. And these two kings were there displaying huge power at each other and with such displays of gold and wealth and like, I'm more powerful than you, kind of. This was this was an immense meeting of the hierarchy at its absolute peak. So I think that is really right in the middle of Pluto and Capricorn. You see this power display. And towards the end, just then, Pluto moving into Aquarius around 1533, because he starts the annulment of his marriage at around 1527. And in 1533, that's when Anne Boleyn becomes queen and gives birth to Elizabeth. And isn't that strange that Elizabeth, the, one of the most incredible monarchs that ever lived, Elizabeth I has her Pluto at naught degree Aquarius, bringing in such a new era that she was born to do. 
So really the power sort of ends around the Anne Boleyn. That's when he starts to mess with the power and that's when he starts to disregard power and tries to break free. And that's Pluto moving into Aquarius. Of course he wants to break free. He's just had, he's just fallen in love with and had a daughter with another woman. So he wants to dissolve his marriage, dissolve that institution. And that's of course when then the UK broke away, just like America has broken away from Great Britain. We now have England or the UK breaking away from the papal um, legacy, you know, the real, the Pope, the church in Rome, the all powerful. So there's this other huge shift right at the end of Pluto uh, moving into Capricorn. They want freedom, you know, and, and Queen Elizabeth I is kind of the symbol for that. And I feel like she's still the symbol all these years down. So remember, we've had a little taster of this naught degree Aquarius already for two years ago when we had the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter together at naught degree Aquarius. We're saying that is the start of um, a 600 year cycle where all the all the great conjunctions happen in predominantly air signs. And the first one is the naught degree Aquarius heralding the new era and the age of Aquarius. But here we had Elizabeth first born on with Pluto at naught degree Aquarius. And also she was the figurehead. The reason why, um, or her mother as well, combined with her mother, was the reason why England broke away from the huge power of Rome. And if you think about those Aquarian ideals you know there was Elizabeth who refused to marry and that's really kind of almost asexual for the times that was so weird that this woman was breaking all barriers of gender down and confused all the men because you think Thomas Wolsey built up this um, um, complex power base of men in Capricorn for patriarchy and here a naught degree Aquarius comes Elizabeth I who goes I'm is a woman a powerful woman and that those two words just didn't come together in one sentence in those days it was so rare and she really took it to the extreme she broke free of so many male kind of conditioning to really play her own game. She was utterly unique and did her own thing. And that is super Aquarian. So if you think she was quite uh, androgynous for the time, um, we, we look at her and we couldn't think of her as being androgynous, but for the time she really was. And, you know, she really cared about the people far more. She understood far more what was happening with the people. And of course, the UK or England really prospered under her reign because she understood what made people happy. Uh, you know, she allowed people to practice their own religion. She didn't buy into Rome or, or you know, Protestants. She didn't buy into that. She allowed people to do what she felt was on their own conscience. Um, using her words there as well, your own, you know, let every man's own conscience be his guide kind of thing. So that she was totally Aquarian and that brought in this Aquarian age. Um, and she was super clever, super astute. She played those men around and got them wrapped around her little finger. And she enjoyed a really good debate. She could discuss with the best of them and and she was absolutely clever and intellectual and spoke many languages 
and played musical instruments. I mean, we just don't have the likes of those now, but obviously that education was really top. So there's a very Aquarian film feel around Elizabeth I. And one thing that you must remember about Elizabeth I, if you know anything, she never answered any questions that the men would put to her. She would evade them, especially on the subject of her marriage. She didn't see why she should be married. And can you see how that is so resonating today with how we've got, you know, much more asexuality or androgynous? It's kind of gone beyond that now. But but it's very similar that, you know, the men were not getting the answers when she came on board. She was like not going to she played them by not giving the answers. And that's what Aquarians do, isn't it? They they evade the real answer or or the real answer doesn't even come to them. They're always open to a multitude of possibilities and leaving that open. So if you see that the, the how Pluto has moved on and created these eras, especially in the Tudor world. So now when you come a bit closer, we go for Pluto in Aquarius was in uh, after um America was born, so to speak. We had a Pluto in Aquarius from 1777 to 1797. And of course, what did we have in those period? We had we had the French Revolution. We had the American Revolutionary War. And that's really Aquarius's ideal. You know, let's have a revolution. Um, I'm going to, you know, fist pump. We're going to have a revolution. Um, so that's what's coming up, people. And I, quite, I can't quite believe that that's so obvious when you look at it and when you look at the history. So I love looking back at history of the astrology. So, you know, what can we expect this time around? You know, the, the revolution and also tricking those pow powerful elites, you know, who, you know, we can potentially run circles around them too. You know, the power is going to go from the elites where Pluto brings power to the top of the hierarchy but now it's going to go to the people Aquarius is the people so if you follow that pattern because with the Tudor times before you know we had Henry appointing all his ministers and the chancellors to create this governmental base that was super powerful but before that we had the Pluto in Sagittarius where it was the jousting that was doing all the talking and the and the fun and games and the courtly um, heroic ideas so that this time around more recently we had from 1996 to 2009, Pluto was in Sagittarius then. And can you remember those years of excess? They totally peaked in the 1990s. Um, there were massive parties, warehouse parties. There was huge drug taking. There was cavorting. There was raves like you've never seen in the 1990s. That was huge. There was a huge surge in lad culture. And even the girls, the ladettes came, you know, we're going to move this to excess. And all those lad mags that came out when Pluto was in Sag. And of course, look at Loaded magazine, one of the most successful magazines with an, an FHM, huge you know with just girls on the front and boy stuff in it you know drinking going out being excessive that's Pluto in Sagittarius just like it must have been in the Tudor times as well and then if you think before the American independence then you would say well actually that was all bust and boom people going out to America to be the land of the free and creating their wealth and creating doing things that are free from the um from the king or anyone overlooking them. 
So remember when on the that this Pluto in Sag, the most recent one, ended in 2009. And of course, in 2007 and 2008, we had the crash, the big financial crash. And of course, what was that caused by? Excessive risk, taking things to excess, lending, you know, predatory lending of mortgages of people who couldn't afford them and, you know, creating this perfect storm. So you see how Pluto will come in and allow this sign to almost sabotage itself it goes begins and then we're creating this revolution within the themes of that sign but slowly slowly it kind of almost sabotages itself it gets darker and darker and the poison in the in living in that way gets revealed and has to change so you think when when we came to the end of that whole 1990s living life to the excess to uh, 2009, it was like, please just let someone serious take over. Now we can just be a little bit more subdued and work a little bit harder and stop partying. And really that whole, I mean, there's people still partying, we don't get me wrong, but not like it was in the 1990s. That was heroic. So we've come to get to almost allow the, the big business ideas to come and take over because then we can just follow them and we don't have to really take responsibilities like, yeah, I'm just going to follow that, work for that company and then I can go and party or do what I want in peace. So there was that easy transition from Pluto in Sag to Pluto in Capricorn. However, I don't think it's going to be such an easy transition from Capricorn to Aquarius because firstly now Aquarius Pluto in Aquarius is going to sit on the naught degree of Aquarius until June June the 12th or 13th roughly and then go straight back into to Capricorn so we've got a few months now of Pluto sitting on that naught degree and then before he leaves, he's going to be sit again in next year. He's going to be sitting again on the 29 degrees for 11 weeks, 11 weeks. So it's both like the naught degree and the anoretic degree. It's just going to keep pressing those exit and entrance buttons. And that's what's so phenomenal about this time of the change. It's not just a flowing in up to four degrees and coming back to 28 degrees. It's naught degree and 29 degree each time he changes. So we are going to have forced crisis and then new beginnings and new things coming about that are totally Aquarian. So, yeah, we had the French Revolution the last time Pluto was in Aquarius and um, and the American Revolutionary War as well. So remember in the French Revolution that the peasants revolted, they revolted because they literally didn't have enough to eat. And the rich, the elites, the, the aristocracy had actually eaten all the food taken all the wealth and were just enjoying themselves and really, you know, Marie Antoinette style, really having all the having their cake and eating it. So can you imagine actually getting to that point? And I know we're kind of saying, how come Matt Hancock isn't in jail? How come all the rich have just been giving these PPE contracts to each other? How come we've all listened to their idea and they've just been laughing at us? Quote, hilarious. When, you know, when when should we release the next strain, the lies and the idea that they can do what they want and have parties and visit lovers and do what they want while we all have to can't even see our loved ones. And um, 
it's amazing that you think that that was what was brought on the American Revolution. And there was the queen who completely didn't understand. She was so wealthy and had been treated so well that she didn't understand what was going on with the people. And she was beheaded, obviously. Pluto in Aquarius was, uh, Pluto was in Aquarius from 1777 to 1797. And Marie Antoinette was beheaded, Place de la Concorde. Can you imagine beheading the Queen? I mean, that she was beheaded uh, in 1793. I'm not saying anyone needs to be beheaded right now, but um, it does show you the fervour, the passion and the um, the growing power of the people that, that happens when Pluto is in Aquarius. It's like the revolt, the peasants revolt, the power, bring the power back to the people. And obviously this can take time. You know, there was, you know, 20, 15, 20 years before that actually happened. But so we're also in the next two years, this year and next year, we are having these naught degree, 29 degree, naught degree of Aquarius, 29 degree of Pluto kind of experiences that really are going to be completely kind of uh, unheard of in that sense too. We are going to take back the power. The people are going to take the power. I was just talking to someone today. We were having a discussion about how, you know, in the next UK elections, you know, who are we going to vote for? Because the, the, there is no opposition. There's two parties, but there's no opposition. And so this whole system needs to be scrapped and something new come in. And I really, really hope it does. But if you think there's the, there's that opportunity for the people to take back the power and some kind of new governing to happen, we've got 20 years for something new to happen. So this could be really exciting. Um, think Elizabeth first. <laughs> um, and remember also AI is going to take a massive boost. And you remember those bots that were were getting really creepy and the robots were, they had a chat box from Microsoft where the bots were saying they wanted to find out what the nuclear codes were and give them to someone who would use them. And then there was the the same bots were saying there was a girl trapped inside them. You know, that's dark and that's sinister. And Pluto might bring about more of that. The idea that in our machinery, and this is not a new idea, this is a Steiner idea, that there are beings, we are creating some sort of being within our computers. And, you know, this can, these, if you're creating entities they need to be fed and so there we have our kids locked into the screens and obviously feeding what entities are in there and of course this is going to come out this is going to be something that's evolving because you saw in America or not in America this time in Australia the actual head of their big um, phone company said you shouldn't put your phone on your body you shouldn't have a phone call with the phone beside your ear you know this whole thing of the machinery using us we now have to sort of take back the power there and of course we've got people like Elon Musk giving the power to the people take buying Twitter so we can actually see what's going on with the Twitter files what really did happen that's super powerful and some more of that is bound to come out so with Twitter in itself where the people can create their own news and when I know for a lot of my friends sets, I know a lot of you out there are can't even look at the mainstream news because you can see the narrative and their agenda is written all over the mainstream news and you'd rather get it from other places where you have more trust or 
understand that people are getting things from a different angle and not just playing out a narrative. And of course, <clears throat> with our banking systems being so hugely powerful with Pluto in Capricorn, when they move into Aquarius, it's like, yeah, you take this central bank's digital currency. This is, you know, they can peek into our lives and, and make sure the money is programmed to spend it how we want. But somehow that is going to be taken back that somehow that's going to be put in place and then taken down in some way and if you think where i live there has been talk of creating the the froom pound you know a monetary system based on this village this town and of course crypto has every opportunity to evolve and change into something else or or grow or get enhanced and then what i'm quite excited about is the the possibility because Aquarius rules the cosmos, you know, that we're going to have some space travel or we're going to have some visitors or we've already had the visitors, but maybe with a connection to these visitors, our, our um, friend and foe are really going to come about and be out in the open so that we really understand our place in the universe. I think that's a real cosmic concept to really kind of play out when Pluto moves into Aquarius. But really, the main thing is that we're not going to be listening to the hierarchy. The hierarchy cannot exist because Pluto coming into Aquarius will expose that. Just like Elizabeth I came in and looked at those men and went, no, I'm going to play my game. You know, Aquarius is about freedom, equality, the people and you know, freedom to express, get your freak on in however way you want it to go on. So to finish, these are the dates. Pluto moves into Aquarius on the 23rd of March, 2023. And it sits on the naught degree and retrogrades back on the naught degree and comes to the 11th of June and goes back into Aqu Capricorn on the 11th of June and retrogrades way back and in mid-October sits at the 27 degree, 54 minutes though as the furthest back it goes, um, for the American USA Pluto return, which is actually at 27 degrees, 33 minutes. So just, just close enough. And then goes forward again and actually leaves Capricorn and moves into Aquarius again on the 21st of January, 2024. And then from there moves, uh, stays in Aquarius until the 1st of September, moves back into um, Capricorn and stays on the 29th degree for the whole time from the 1st of September to the 19th of November 2024. And finally, on the 19th of November 2024, moves back into Aquarius. So it's not like I say, it's not a smooth move, but it is pinging those hot spots all the way so this is a huge sort of tunnel to go through and also I'd say so if you want to know more about the effect Pluto has or Pluto return has please do listen to the American Pluto return episode which is way back uh, it's quite way back you'll find it though because uh, that's really interesting about how Rome was destroyed on its second Pluto return but the first Pluto return was also fairly epic so here we are with right in the beginning of another Pluto tunnel for where we are truly going to evolve. So um, 
thank you for listening and um, see you next time. <laughs>